Okay. You're about to die every time. Okay, I'm ready. Hey, I'm Monique. And I'm Sierra. And you're listening to Hoochin' and Hollerin', a podcast where we do our favorite things, drink and talk. Okay, so this week we are diving into season two of Bridgerton, which is our season four of Hoochin' and Hollerin'. Wow. That's crazy. In two years we have done. Man. Wow, it's been two years, too. Yeah, it has. We started January 2020? No. Yes. Yes? Yes. We were recording over COVID? No. Were we? Yes. Oh. Yeah. We must have been done with Bridgerton. COVID had started COVID. in March. We were done By recording the time Bridgerton. Bridgerton came out in December... Didn't it come out in December? Of 2019, no? Oh, or was it 2019? Shoot, no, it was December 2020? Girl, I can't even tell you. These last two years have been a blur. What time is it? Oh, what day? <laughs> <laughs> what day oh, is it? Like, it's 2022. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. It it's, took a year for it to, it took over a year for Bridgerton to come out, which means Dece- December 2021. It was 2020. It was December 2020. That's what I thought. So we started January of 21 then. Yes. Wow. Yes. So it's been a year. It's been a year. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Look at us figuring out maths. Love that wow. for us. Man, last time we was doing math. That was embarrassing. Yeah. That was embarrassing. Um, so we do need to let you guys know that there will be spoilers. If you have not watched Bridgerton season two yet, don't sit here and let us go on about it. Most people have watched it, but just saying. Um, there will also be some light swearing. Um, I don't swear. Most swears. I will swear sometimes. I've watched Bridgerton season two four times already. So if you haven't watched Bridgerton yet, <laughs> what are you doing? Right. It came out a month ago. What are you doing? Get with it. <laughs> Why are you here? Um, okay. So in the season two opener, we find a very familiar scene. The t- I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm going home to watch this. Oh, I love it. The Tan is preparing for the Queen's annual ball in which she chooses the season's diamond. Um, there are two big differences, however. First, it is now Eloise Bridgerton who is making her debut. And the Queen is basically bored before the day is even starting. Mm-hmm. Um, she's more interested in whether or not Lady Whistledown will be making her return to the Tan this season. Luckily for both... The Queen and Eloise, Lady Whistledown makes her come back just in time to cut the day's festivities short. Yes. <clears throat> great. Just great opening. And there's so many parallels in this first episode. I literally. The whole season, really. When we first watched it. So, guys, when we first watched it, we watched, we did a whole day. Yeah. We watched all the episodes in one day. It took us like 13 hours. And at the end, I was like, I was annoyed. Yeah. I was annoyed, I, I think. Like, I was like, I didn't like the season because mm-hmm. I found it very annoying. But then all my rewatches, I was like, okay. When I wasn't so focused on, like, get together, get together, get yes. together, yes. I was able to appreciate all the other, yeah. like, small moments and small things that were happening in the yeah. seasons. So I agree. It's, when you think about, like, when I went home after the watch... I was going on and on about it to James because he asked me about mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, ah, you know, like, yes, and I miss the Duke and blah, blah, blah. And then I started talking about it. And he was like, well, it seemed like you like it because I was just talking. I'm like, yeah, ah, 
like it. Yeah, like, I when really I had to thought about it more, I was like, oh, actually, it wasn't bad. It was, I was just frustrated because I wanted them to be together. Yeah, I'm like, and it sucks. We're such, we're so robbed of that good, that time they missed being together. But that's okay. They said we'll get it in season we'll three. We'll get it in season three. Season three is going to be great. I can't wait. I, it's about... I'm unsure of how they're going to make the Colin... No, it's, I thought it was about Colin. Or maybe they're going to do Eloise and Oh, it's Penn's Penn season, yeah. I don't know how they're Yuck. going to... I don't know how they're going to rectify or, like, fucking mend I, their relationship after what Colin did in the season finale. I don't yeah. know how they're going to fix that. Also, I do not want to see no more Bridgertons having sex. I'm good. Benedict is the last one. I'm good. I think I. I don't want to see Eloise. I don't, don't want to see, see Colin. Colin. <laughs> I don't want to see Colin having sex. I can't. I cannot do it. I wonder. I don't. Ugh. They're. My theory is they're going to introduce a whole new. They need a fine family to come in. Like they need a. Mm, yeah. A, and they it has to be a Duke. guy. Have, yeah. It has to be like another like a Duke yeah. level fineness. I'm like, yeah. where is freaking? What's our dude's name? What's his name? Dude. Big thick dark skin dude. Which one? He owns the bar. Oh, Mondrich. Where are his people at? He's fine, boy. That man. Is... And not talked about I... enough, but. Anyway, they need another, like, fine person of color. They don't, I mean, preferably black, always. But right. if the Asian, maybe? Oh, I guess they'll have Ooh, to. like a fine, like well, just somebody fine need to come The genres are Asian, technically. South yeah. Asian? Yeah, Southeast Asian. I mean, technically, yeah, but they're brown, brown skin. I, I, I know, you know, I, I put them the point. I put them in a uh, box of black people. Brown skin, I'm sorry. Yeah. Your skin dark as mine, you black. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so the Sharma's black. Yeah, Edwina Sharma. That's a black woman. That's a black queen right there. I'm like that. Everybody. It's so funny because like if I follow black bookish pages and they talk, they talk about Bridgerton sometimes, and they always share her on the black bookish pages. I'm like, well, she she not she not black, but this is a brown skin gal. It was like she dark though, so yeah. You know God, they're so pretty. They're oh my god. Oh, Jesus Christ. Skin clear. Woo! So, okay, so, um, some more things that's going on in this episode. Anthony Bridgerton, um, he spent most of last season chasing after an opera singer, Sienna. Um, he's finally decided to put himself on the market and is looking for his Viscountess. Um, but he's not interested in love. He has a short and simple list and he believes he will get them, um, get him what he needs. He wants a woman who is tolerable, dutiful, and has childbearing hips, um, and at least half a brain. Though that is not a requirement. Um, I, it's good. It was good to see that he's still just as insufferable. Same old Anthony. Just as insufferable as he was in season one. Yep. Um, his plans run astray when he comes across a mysterious woman while riding one morning um, on his horse. He immediately catches. Or she immediately catches his attention, but the only problem is he's already set his sights on marrying the season's diamond. Yeah, too bad you can't change your mind and you put it out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So fucking stupid. <laughs> so he's set on marrying the diamond, who just so happens to be this Mr. Woman's little sister. Fun. So that should What a well. great plot. That should go well. Yeah. That should go well. <laughs> 
Um, so that's all for our recap. Um, let's talk hooch. Oh my god, I'm so excited to talk about today's drink. Yeah, so, so delicious. Guys, this week we're drinking something called a Wet Your Whistle Down. Cute. In celebration of our favorite author, Lady Whistledown, um, being back in action. Um, also just to celebrate us being back in the Bridgerton world, the reason we started this whole fucking podcast. Yeah, this is a Bridgerton <laughs> podcast. If it ain't Bridgerton on, guess Listen. what? It ain't about to be talked about. Because right. we don't be liking the other stuff we talk about. Like, we like Twilight. Do that. <laughs> we like Twilight, but also... I thought it was good. Reading a book was hard, though. Reading a book was hard. Twilight was really good. And we kind of talked about all of the entirety of Twilight just by reading Midnight Sun, which is nice. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I, I can't see us talking about any other books because i thought maybe we could do like what we're not doing really like? it's, too, it's, it's too too complex much. it's too much we're not doing then now you also have to take into account crescent city and then i'm not doing have it to re- we'll have to read throw the glass, glass. i'm not doing it i'm not doing it i'm not doing it no so this is a bridgerton podcast get yep. with it or run from it. And we know we are already signed on for seasons four and five. Yep. Three and four. So you'll get at least a couple more seasons from us. A couple seasons and a prequel. Oh, yes! A prequel, and that's bound to have at least two seasons. I'm so excited for I'm that. I'm excited. That's so We're cute. going back even further, which means better history lessons yes. because it's even further back. It's going to be so fun. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm so excited. We got our black queens for it's young Lady so Danbury great. and young Charlotte oh, already casted. It's a Shondaland so original, Netflix original. It's going to be good. Probably shot at Tyler Perry Studio. Oh, it's <laughs> go, we're going in. It's going to be so good. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be even more, so much drama because, you know, Queen Victoria, Queen Victoria, right? Charlotte. Charlotte. What was her net? It was Charlotte still, the at, with the queen that it was actually based on. Oh, I thought it was Victoria. Yes. Was it Victoria? Queen Charlotte was a real queen, wasn't she? Oh, was it? Char- I I didn't know she kept her name. Oh, because they take on names. Is what you're saying? No, I didn't know like it was Queen Charlotte back in the day, and it's Queen Charlotte in the show, in the fake show. Yeah. I guess so, because yeah. it's King Henry and King mm-hmm. Henry, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Is this King Henry the eighth? No. That's the one who chopped off all his wife's heads, I thought. Which we need to see that musical because Kelly went to go see it last night and it was really good. Was it? Okay. I talked to two people that went to see it last night. Okay. You know I love a musical. You don't it's have to gonna convince, be good. You don't have to convince me to see a musical. It's okay, because I, I was worried. <laughs> you never I, have to convince I, me to see I, a I musical. To the, to the soundtrack. Yeah, I already been in it for I love a musical. Okay. <laughs> um, so this cocktail... Oh. The cocktail. Yeah, the cocktail. I got it from this site called Whimsy Soul, which I'll probably be going back to because today's cocktail, guys, you're going to want to try so this. Good. You're going to want to try this. So it features one ounce of gin. <laughs> oh, we're really back. We're really back. we really back. remember? We're really back because we, we said we were done with gin. Uh, this is good. I'm eating my words. I'm eating my words. Two gin drinks that we like so far, right? Yes. It is the Suffering Bastard. No, the... No. Between the sheets. Between the sheets. That was so good. Between the that sheets. That was in the martini glass too. Yes, and the wet your whistle down. So these are two gin drinks we Ooh, really so like. Um, so it's one ounce of gin, one ounce of elderflower liqueur, which a couple of drinks ago it featured elder. Yeah. Flower liqueur. I've had. So, one. I mean, I had it for something. I'm happy you already had it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Um, three fourth ounce of fresh lemon juice, a half ounce of honey syrup, which I made. Yes, Mo had to get the pot out. It's, it's, <laughs> It's a drink 
the recipe know. called for making the honey syrup. Yeah, which was really delicious. Um, yes. Two ounces of champagne, and it's garnished with edible flowers, so it's so it was pretty. So pretty, and it tastes really good. It tastes like juice, guys. It, yeah. I was shocked that it tasted good because I feel like most of the time I make drinks and they don't end up very good, but this drink is actually delicious. I would definitely recommend trying it. Mm -hmm. um, and it was easy enough to make. Like the honey syrup, yes, it's homemade, but it's literally equal parts water and honey in a pot. Mm -hmm. And you heat it up till it's dissolved. Yep. Just stir, 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 whisk, whisk, whisk. Yep. It wasn't even, Let it didn't it cool. take long. Yep. It didn't even take long. Nope. Definitely worth it. So. Um, you can check out this recipe on our Instagram page. Yeah. We have a pretty picture for you. Um, so now that we've got our drinks. We, we can had our drinks. Yeah. We've already drank it. <laughs> <laughs> we can go ahead and dive in. Yes. Okay. So the first episode of the season begins very similarly to the first episode of season one. Um, the time is getting ready for the diamonds, sorry, the Queens inaugural ball, which is where all the new young ladies will be presented for her um, to choose the season's diamond. In true Bridgerton style, we get introduced to all the characters, old and new, within the first 10 minutes. I love this format. <laughs> this format is great. They, they just, just check in it. with literally everyone in the first 10 minutes. Yes. So okay, like, okay, okay here, 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 the Bridgerton Southern 10, uh, Lady Danbury, the queen. Yep, yep. <laughs> so Daphne returns, because obviously she's living in the country with her husband, who is absent. Um... <laughs> Absent father. Uh, so she returns to see her sister Eloise off because it's her first time out into society. Mm -hmm. um, the only issue is that no one has seen Eloise yet. The entire Bridgerton clan is just sort of waiting, not so patiently outside of her door as she gets ready. The shot is so funny. It's so Because they're all like leaned in. And it's like, it's really funny to see. Um, we... Love the Bridgerton family. I, they are such, they're a good family because a lot of rich family. people hate each other. Yes. They're so close, closer than you'd think um, or like even expect a very high powered, wealthy family right. in Regency right. London to be. So I just love how they're just like in all each other's business. That's all I ever wanted. I love that. And I love how like Violet, like obviously she's not the head of household, Antony is, but she's like, bitch, I raised you. Yeah. I, she even says that to Daphne at one point. She's like, you might be a duchess bitch, but I'm your mother. <laughs> she says, speak. <laughs> so I just love that about them. She had them. to pull the card. Yeah. yeah, I just love that about them. Um, Eloise finally decides to grace them with her presence, even though the outfit is literally the same as Daphne's. It's exactly the same. I think they all wear the same they thing. They must. Because yeah. when I was looking at the scene Except where they're the all there. They don't wear the same thing. Don't they wear like, didn't they wear like colors? Not to the diamond ball. Oh. Or maybe that is it symbolizes, maybe the white symbolizes your first time out into society. Yeah, so at that first time where they all walk out one by one, yeah. I think they're all in the same thing. Okay. At I'm, just thinking, what it looked I'm like. just thinking about season one when the Featheringtons came out all ungraceful. I feel like they didn't have white on. You're right. Maybe it was like more cream. I'd have to rewatch. Again. Again. Um, but from the scene I saw, it looked like all the girls were in the same. No, yeah, because we saw the lobby where they were all standing. Yeah. And we saw that part for the, when we didn't see that before. Yeah. And they did all have white on. Yeah. That's why I was confused. Like, why does it feel like some people wore white and some people didn't? And I'd have to watch season one again, but I don't, that I wouldn't don't surprise me but, if the Featheringtons did that stupid shit. Right. <laughs> um, trying to stand out and yeah. doing the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. So, 
she looks very uncomfortable. Like she's one of those twitchy yeah. people. Oh my god, it makes me so uncomfortable. She's a Bella. She twitches yes. and like does those yes. weird body movements. So uncomfortable. Awkward. Um, you know, awkward people make me irritated. So yes, I do know that. I know that. And I know they can't. Any help awkward it. situations, Sierra be like, oh my god. <laughs> Like, can we go? Sit still. <laughs> Sit still. Why, why are you standing? <laughs> oh, please don't let my kid come out awkward. They're going to come out awkward. They're going to have to. I'm going to pray for him. I'm like, will you put your hands? <laughs> Find something to do with why your Why are you looking like that? <laughs> so, um, you can tell that, you know, Eloise would rather eat every feather on her head than go down that <laughs> aisle. And then yeah. the queen, she's freaking slouched in her chair. She did, she did that before, but she, she was bored beyond measure. She's like, well, I gotta do this all the time. She said, none of these ladies are even remotely as great as last year. Right. And I didn't see much in Daphne. Daphne was graceful. But anyway. She took her job seriously. So Eloise, she's a Bridgerton. And Bridgerton goes to, they go to balls and they wow everyone. So no pressure. A lot of pressure, Eloise. Actually, yeah. a lot, a lot. A they tough keep act to they follow. keep comparing you to Daphne. They're like Daphne. I'm sorry, Daphne. girl. I'm sorry. But they knew Eloise was a right. Let her be her weird old self. Yeah. Um, over at the Queen's house, which is a palace, it's not really a house. Over at her house, uh, she's hanging with Lady Danbury, and they're getting things ready for today's the day's festivities. Besties. Yeah, her. They're besties. I love it. Her focus is on finding the season's diamond, obviously. But more importantly, she's wondering if Lady Whistledown will make her return with the rest of the time. Yeah, the queen, she's got the right idea. If Lady Whistledown does return, it makes it even more clear that the writer is a member of high society. Right. Um, while the queen is eager for um, Whistledown's return, she also worries that she'll continue you know, coming for her. Because she came for her a lot at the end. Yeah. Um, last season... She made several jabs at the queen. So her majesty, you know, she definitely needs to be on her P's and Q's this season. Uh, if you remember from season the season one finale, Lord Featherington has been murdered. I don't know if they, it was clear whether or not he was murdered or he just died, but he definitely was murdered, obviously. Um, and in season two, the Featherington ladies are still mourning his death. <laughs> Ten months later. Milking they're, it. They're still mourning his death. Um, now that's not to actually say they actually care. They're basically just prolonging the mourning period in order to hide the fact that their money is quickly drying up. Um, they also, so they, they need to push back Philippa's, mm -hmm. uh, engagement because they don't have money for a dowry. Um, Man, so they keep crazy. on using his death as like an excuse not to be out in society, not to be pushing the, <laughs> the wedding. Uh... They don't miss that man. No. They do not miss that man. I didn't man. see one real tear. The second. Out of it, not even his kids. They got back to the house. They were like, your husband's died. Lady Featherington immediately ran to his office to look for the money. <laughs> and she then she started crying. And something. then she started crying. Not because he was dead, I don't think. No. Because, because the money was gone. Because the money was gone. Mm -hmm. So, not even the kids, though. The kids could have been like, pop, pop, pop. No, yeah, the last thing were like, when Penelope's crying, she's crying because Colin's leaving. <laughs> I'm like, y'all devious. Um, the I mean, the dad was was the dad shit. was he yeah. was a shit, but the Featherington sisters are hoping they can come out of mourning and be reintroduced to society. Um, 
we're not sure why they would want to after their first coming out went so dis- dis- uh, disastrously. It was horrible. It was bad. Um, in our fir- in our next scene, the Bridgertons are on their way to the Queen's Palace. So, I like the scene. Oh, I love it. Um, the ladies are working very hard to calm Eloise down. Poor Daphne's trying to make all this like. She honestly, talk. she's just going through it. Mm-hmm. She's like near hyperventilation. And it doesn't help that Daphne keeps on giving her advice based on what she would do. She's like, well, all you have to do, what I did was, I, I looked at a fixed point. Eloise is not you. Mm-mm. And it's obvious that she's never going to be you. So stop trying to just give her advice based on what you have done. Daphne, no one could compare to you. You were last year's diamond. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? So... We know that da- we know Eloise also hates being compared mm-hmm. to Daphne. Yet here she is comparing her to to herself. Right. I just feel like Daphne should have read the room. You know how Eloise feels about you. Yeah. You know she is always, you know, feeling like she's in the shadow and feeling compared and like she's not good enough for her family. And here you are sitting up here. Well, what I did. Keep your head up. Make sure you do this. Do this. She's, she's had like, the same training as you. Yeah. If it was going to rub off, it would have rubbed off already. <laughs> let her go down there and make a fool out of her. Like, right. let her do her. Y'all got two more female sisters to worry about. Yeah, I'm like, what does it matter? Because if she, we know she's not going to be the diamond. We know that. Yeah, exactly. So why? What, so with that pressure diamond? off of her, let her go down the door thing. She probably will not find her husband this go around. Right. And if she does, great. And there's so many guys, too. Like, what is it? I don't know. It's... It seems like I don't need to it so much. walk down there, do your bow, walk back. I'd be right. like, that's all They're you making focus such a on big doing. deal out of that. Like, yeah. You have to make an impression. Do I? <laughs> and do I have to make an impression? So um, this is <laughs> bringing, back, bringing up Francesca. Yes, you remember Francesca. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about Francesca. She was in about 10 minutes of season one. She's only ever in the beginning and the end. I don't know if she was in the end with I don't know if she was in the end one this time. Because you last season it was the beginning and the end. She I was think in you're it. right. I don't... Poor I don't Francesca. Know, I don't know who this actress, actress is. She must be booked. Because why aren't you in any scenes? <laughs> what, what are they planning to do with Francesca's character? It, they got to be planning something. Because why bring her back? Like, you know. do need her to have the whole representation. Also, they could have wrote her out. They could have. They wrote her out in season one. But then the letters wouldn't make sense. So it's like you kind of need her. Right? Why? Because A through G. Oh, right, right. Oh, you mean like the letters of the It name. wouldn't make sense if they didn't have an F. Yeah. Poor Francesca. Or everybody's name had to move up. They'd be like, oh, all the Bridgertons are going. Francesca's nowhere to be found. Francesca live in, where does she live again? With her auntie. Last and- season she was visiting her aunt in Bath. 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 Maybe she went back to Bath. She, she probably don't like society. Hopefully that's her storyline. She's like, I literally loathe society. I stay in Bath. That's what Eloise needs to do then. Go with your sister. Shit. Um, so she's a poor, neglected, middle Bridgerton child. Um, she was in 10 minutes of the show. Um, maybe she'll get more screen time at a later date. I, I don't remember her getting much in season two either, but... Mm, I don't know. I guess she wasn't the focus. Um, we should see Gregory and Hyacinth. Yeah, we see them all the time. You're right. But they're cute because they're little. Was she even at the Bridgerton Ball? When they did... The oh, shoot. Was I don't there? know. I don't know. I don't think she was there. 
I'll have to watch it again. <laughs> um, so that's happening in the girls' carriage. In the boys' carriage, Anthony is explaining his plans to bag the baddest bitch in the town. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not too much concerned with actually following in, lo- falling in love with her. No, she just has to be, quote, tolerable, dutiful, suitable enough hips for childbearing and at least half a brain. Jeez. Um, Although that last requirement... a gentleman. Right. He's annoying. He's insufferable. He's a definitely a Virgo. He and, gotta be. And uh, Benny's just looking at him like, okay. Benedict don't be saying nothing. He just be saying, like, sure. Benedict's like, Whatever oh, you sounds want, brother. good. He says, good list. <laughs> sounds like, sounds like a plan. I'll be having fun. <laughs> Although the last requirement apparently isn't much of a requirement as it would be it would just be nice to have, according to the Lord. He said she doesn't have to be smart, but it'd right. be nice if she was learned <laughs> a little bit. Like if she read. liked to read a book, okay, great. Mm. Um, we all know that this is just a wall Anthony has to put up because of his recent, and we're using recent lightly. Because it happened 10 months ago. 10 months ago. His recent heartbreak including his involving his uh, ex-boo, Sienna. Um, he thinks he can completely ignore his feelings and find the best match by choosing the season's diamond. He literally doesn't even know who the diamond's going to be yet. He's like, he's I'm just going like, to marry the diamond. He's like, whoever the queen chooses, I'm sure that's my is wife. worthy. Yeah. That's my wife. Um, like, It's not a dumb plan in theory. No. Because, like, look at Daphne. Like, she's she was very versed in, like, a lot of different things. She was smart. Yeah. She The diamond gets chosen to be the diamond for a reason. Yes. You know? So it's like, okay... If she does all the heavy lifting, I can just go with the person she yeah, chose. That's yeah. very true. So it's like a good plan in theory, but we yeah. all know the second you stop looking for love is when you find Fine. it. <laughs> Anthony, have you ever read a romance? Obviously not. <laughs> um, the presentation of the ladies is pretty much exactly the same as season one. Mm-hmm. The queen is bored as hell with it. Literally slouched in a chair. Doesn't yep. care. Um, much like last season. No one is catching her eye yet. Yep. Um, it's finally Eloise's turn, and our girl is down bad. As she's hell. breathing so hard. It was she, honestly hard to watch. She's begging her mother. Yeah, it was hard to watch. She's begging her mother to, like, let her leave, and she's just not cut out for this life. She's just different. She's not. She's just different. Let her be different. Yeah, and different was, like, you know, they didn't like that not back okay then. back then, yeah. Um, but luckily for her, the newest edition of Lady Whistledown just hit the streets. Perfect timing. The queen immediately shuts down the presentations just in time for Eloise to get out of the, um, get out of parading in front of the ton. Penelope is so protective of Eloise and truly takes the things that she says into deep consideration. I almost wonder if she like planned it out to sort of mm-hmm. align it with the presentation of the ladies in hopes that. Eloise could get out of it. That's immediately what I thought. Because she was waiting by the window, like, waiting, 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 waiting. Mm-hmm. So I, I, thought, I thought that. That's good. Yeah, that's a good observation. Um, so Eloise literally runs out of the hall, which, okay. like She ain't got no decorum. No, not, not a little bit. Um, and Lady Whistledown is back, and she's ready to shake the table. She said she spent the last 10 months sharpening her quills and her words. So you better watch out. Yes. Penelope. Penelope is obviously feeling a bit aggressive for a number of reasons. Yeah. Um, her father was murdered. The boy she likes is a complete dipshit. But she didn't know that then. Yeah, but... Also, 
okay, he wasn't rude to her, but he's just like so oblivious. Yeah. You're telling me you can't tell this girl likes you? She be following you around like a goddamn puppy talking about, okay, cool. The only She's person the only write you back? I Your was, own family wouldn't write you back. I was dying Eloise, I stopped reading those letters. <laughs> he ran, he's just ranting. It makes no sense. And Shelby's like, well, I've been writing them for the last 10 months. Yeah, bitch, She's like, know. thank you. She's like, we know. <laughs> Um, and also, like, literally no one in her life listens to her. She ha- No one respects her. Like, even her best friend, Eloise, even her best friend, <laughs> Eloise, never asks her about herself. It's always about Lady Whistledown or herself. So, Penelope has quite a big reason. That's why she needs to be this job. She yeah, she needs, needs a purpose. She needs a purpose. Um, so, the next several scenes are really funny, or at least I thought they were really funny. I enjoyed watching them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bridgertons are doing what they usually do, hanging out together. So cute. Yeah, I love, love I love how they just all hang out in the same room all day. I, like, one what? person playing the piano, one person, like, leaning on the side of the couch, one person like, sitting what? on the couch. And they're just, like, sitting. Like, just enjoying. Just enjoying each other's They ain't presence. got no TV. They're not just doing sitting. anything. <laughs> um... So, Anthony rushes into the drawing room. If you notice, he's always stomping around. <laughs> if you watch him, he's always, like, hulking into a room. He's always, like, like rushing in. And I like how a lot of times they don't even give him the... Because he could tell he does it so much that they're just used to it. Because they're like, what? Like, they barely Anthony. turn their heads when he walks in a lot of times. <laughs> he just comes in like something's urgent at all times. And they're like, no, don't worry about it. It's just Anthony being Anthony. <laughs> Um, anyway, he comes in and rattles off a bunch of stuff that needs to get done. One of which being getting his father's betrothal ring from his mother. Lady, first I would be like, huh? Absolutely not. Your father gave me that ring and I'm keeping that ring. For who? What woman you got? Lady Bridgerton is naturally confused as fuck. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing about Violet is she's going... She's going to show you how she's feeling or what she's thinking with her face. Yeah. And then she's going to say it. I love watching just her facial expressions. She picks up on so much and, like, has so many feelings. But instead of just, like, saying what she's thinking the moment it hits her, she kind of, like, has her facial expression, has her reaction, and then she'll say it in a very tactful way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's definitely going to tell you what she's thinking at all times because she don't give a fuck. (laughs) And guess what? You might be a Viscount, but I'm your mother. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, Violet's basically like, I'm not giving you my ring until you're in love, little boy. Don't give a fuck. She suddenly, she'll, she looks over at Benny and she's like, mm, check in on him, please. She's like, make Get sure. your brother. She said, make sure he's okay. And Benny's like, me? Like, please. You think I got any pull? He don't listen. <laughs> So Violet expects a lot of her children, but above all else, she expects them to make decisions with their hearts. Yes. She's like, learn from me and your father. But <laughs> True love story. Right. Another thing we think would probably not be very common in high society, Regency London, where marriages were largely the benefits, families, financial, and social status. Yeah, you're not... No one was thinking about love, I feel like. It all no. was a financial move. Yeah. For these, yeah, for this social status. Yes. The yes. peasants can marry whoever they please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was about love. That was about love because that's all you had. Passion. A couple pigs and some love. Uh, Anthony's just not trying to hear any of that, he really. He said, I don't give a fuck. 
Uh, he then spends the next several weeks interviewing, and I mean literally interrogating, <laughs> all the el eligible ladies at the time. Um, the way he's questioning them is actually absurd. Uh -huh. Honestly, I really love this whole sequence, it's though. Good. So, like, the scenes jump between him interrogating these women, him working in the into the early hours of the morning, managing his family's estate, and it's just over and over again, going between the, inter like, the horrible interviews and the music that goes along with it. It's just so <laughs> panic-inducing. I'm watching it like, my boy, busy, books. <laughs> moment to rest and the moments he does have to rest he's using uh he's using it to have sex with prostitutes yeah that's what he's using that's his downtime he's like i need some release he said, that's need... he's like eventually i'll find a wife but for now for now right I'm about to have my fun listen um yeah keeping track of all the houses it, honestly yeah all whatever their else they states do. and like their yeah. land holdings yeah. And, like, also, like, he has seven people he's in charge of. Yep. He got to pay all them bills from the modis. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're going to need uh, extra help, extra dresses. Also, I need the ring. Uh, <laughs> and Violet's like, what the fuck? Let a man come in here and tell me I need more dresses. He, he was like, also, I have to figure out the issue with the soil. He's like, the soil gets hard in the winter. <laughs> Because everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I know. About? They were like, this sounds like your job. He's like, because I have to take care of the soil. And they're like. Give me my dresses for my my money for my dresses. <laughs> Why are you in here? I need jewels, you're Anthony. Fucking, you're you're hyping me up, <laughs> pacing and, and talking. Come here fast. talking of soil. <laughs> this is a city. He storms in and he's like, oh, I gotta pay for all the soil and all these people and all these workers. He was really going through it. Yeah, he was going through it. I wish somebody would come here and talk to me about some soil in my sitting room. This is not a place for that, sir. <laughs> Call me to your office if you have to talk about soil. <laughs> Um, so we're, we're just getting a glimpse of the pressure Anthony feels he is under and we get a glimpse of his budding panic attacks. Man, this man, that man needs, needs some a, Xanax. Man. They now, had therapists back in, uh, Regency No, because then you were a mod. Okay. Alright. <laughs> you, you, you're going to get burned. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, witch! crazy. She must be a witch! <laughs> Uh, not only does he have to manage the Bridgerton money in his estates, he's essentially in charge of his mother, three sisters, three brothers. Um, on top of that, he feels like he must take care, make the perfect choice in a yeah. wife because she will then become the leader of the Bridgerton household. It's a lot of pressure. Um, he has the expectations of the Tan as well as the expectations of his family. Honestly, like I, I do feel kind of bad for him. It's a lot. And I, this whole season... First season, I was like, I fucking hate Anthony and them goddamn mutton chops. He's so insufferable. <laughs> well, once they cut those off, and I can talk to him. Now. Listen, that first scene, I was like, he got rid of them chops. <laughs> he looking, he got a little tan. Uh -huh. I was like, he looking a little good. Still insufferable. Yeah. But I think this season definitely gave us like a glimpse into why he is the way he is. It made Gotta me. More, it made me more empathetic toward him. I was like, okay, I get it. Oldest. Leader of the house, I got you. Gotta be. I got you. I got you. Yeah, he has to be um, organized and strict and yeah, rigid. I get it. I get Although it. his dad didn't seem that way, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, to clear his head, he decides to go for an early morning ride one morning, and it's during this ride he comes across what, in his mind, appears to be a woman in distress. Uh, but if he was paying any attention, he could see it was just a lady riding. She mm -hmm. didn't. She wasn't screaming. She wasn't. Uh, He's like, are you okay? Like, I'm riding a horse. <laughs> um, 
we know it's odd, you know, seeing a lady riding alone, but also fucking mind your business. Why are you bothering me? I'm not screaming. I, I'm <laughs> holding on to the horse in the proper way. And you're like, do you need help? And I'm riding like good. It's not yeah. like I'm struggling whatsoever. He's like, do you, are you in need of assistance? Like, no. Are you? Like, <laughs> our mystery woman enjoys the chase. We think it's mostly that she's just enjoying being a better rider than this man. Yes. Yes, 100%. Very much. Um, he is eventually able to catch up with her. Anthony can see what, you know, what anyone with two eyes can see. This woman is gorgeous. That woman was downright beautiful. She. It made no sense how beautiful like, she was. I'm like, oh my God. I would have double taken. Had I seen someone like her walk down the street, I would have double taken. Like, oh my God. Anthony should have got down on one knee in that very instant. My thing is. Why, why are you so stuck, hung up on the diamond thing? At that moment, I'm like, there were my wife right there. Yeah, it's not until you start, like, I guess, learning a little bit more about his up, I guess, like how how his past really yes forced him to feel like he had to be perfect. It was a lot of pressure. He Out took over the entire household. Little rugrats running around once, at 18. Yeah. Once I found her at that, sh- oh, she go to the balls I go to. That woman's beautiful. I already met her. I want that one. Yep. If it's that easy to just pick a woman, ah, you. I, <laughs> I pick you. I choose you. Come with me. <laughs> We're going to get married. She would have been like, no. She, she would have been like, do you know a, who I am? She would have put up a fight anyway, but you know. Yeah, she would have. So, um, yeah. So she's gorgeous, but definitely a little stubborn. And by a little stubborn, I mean very fucking stubborn. <laughs> she's sitting up here rubbing it into Anthony's face that he's a horrible writer. Yet she has no clue where the fuck she's going. Um, you know, she's like, I'm going to Mayfair this way. And Anthony's like, no, you're not. He said, Stop gloating for a second and realize your fucking directions. Um, but she stands strong in her wrongfulness. And you know what? I love that for you, queen. Right. Because guess what? If there's one thing I won't do is admit when a man is right. I would have been like, well, you're the one that turned me around. You were distracting me. So, yes. Had I been going the direction I thought I was going to be, then yes, I would have been in the right, right direction. Bitch. Therefore, I'm right. Still. <laughs> have a good day. Learn how to I ride. I say that all the time. Um, so before Anthony can properly find out who she is, she rides off. Um, luckily, we got to find out who she was almost immediately because we transitioned to Lady Danbury's house where we're introduced to the Sharmas, our Yay. leading ladies of this season. Lady Danbury is sponsoring Lady Mary, Edwina, and her older sister, Kate, who was the mystery woman, Mm -hmm. um, during this season. So Edwina can find her perfect match. You'd think it would be Lady Mary and Lady Danbury who are going to be pulling the reins this year, but Kate immediately steps in and is trying to make it clear to Lady Danbury that she will be the one uh, making sure Edwina ends the season as an, an engaged woman. Ooh. She kind of, yeah, she, her and Lady Danbury. She was Danbury, a little disrespectful. They, yeah, they go at it. They do. Um, Two strong personalities. You right, know? exactly. So Lady D and Kate immediately butt heads. Um, they're both strong-willed women who think they know everything. So yeah. their first few interactions did not go so well. Um, they both want the best for Edwina, although they have different motivations behind it. Um, and then we have our first ball. Oh, yeah. So apparently Lady D hosts the first ball of the season every year. Um, she's really a boss bee of London, and we are we're so grateful for her. Like, I love Lady D. 
um, she just is like everything I would aspire to be. Yes, as a lady of, the I'm car. like you. I got my money. I got. I could do what I want. I Literally. can host people. I can go see the queen. I don't need no man. Literally. Thanks, like, thanks hubby. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> um, she's single and super rich. So I love it. A queen in her own right. Um. So. Oh, and also, who doesn't love? Oh. Who doesn't love? Uh. Uh, the song Material Girl. Man. Not, not that one. Not the Saucy Not Santana Saucy Tantana. I wish. <laughs> I, that that would have been crazy. Oh, they'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fucking crazy. No, this is Madonna's Material Girl. But on a string quartet, luxury. Wow. Luxury. Rich. We are living in a material Ooh, world. And I am, and a, I am a, material a material girl. girl. Wow. Period. Strong words from Madonna. Ooh. Uh, anyway, the queen is here and is still very bored. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lady Danbury decided to present the Sharma sisters at her ball instead of, you know, at the event to right. open the season, um, which I think was the best course of action. But when they come before the queen, it's immediately made clear that she and Lady Mary have got some bad blood between them. Yes. We yes. don't know what it is yet, but it was awkward. Um, it turned, first of all, can we talk about Lady Mary Sharma real quick? Okay. Lady Mary Sharma yeah. looks like oh, yeah. Claire Huxtable yes, from the Cosby Show. She looks like Felicia Bashad. Redacted Cosby. <laughs> we don't support that. <laughs> the show. She does. she does. Yeah, she looks just like her. In the second you said it, I couldn't see anything else. I, I can only see that. Mm -hmm. She looks like Claire Huxtable. Indian yep. version. If they were to remake the show in India, that's what she looked like. She's the Bollywood Felicia She's Rashad. She's the Bollywood Felicia Rashad. That's exactly what she looks Beautiful like. Beautiful woman. Also, she don't say much. Her character was lackluster. She don't need to come back. She let we don't her, need to see she her She let no her 26-year-old daughter run shit. <laughs> she was like, I'm too sad. My husband died. You're in charge now, Kate. Okay. She was there for deck. She was there to make it make sense. I'm surprised. I mean, but honestly, I guess they could have just sent the sisters. They didn't need the mom. To they be didn't there. need the mom, but I guess for the drama. Yeah, you know, like you're the reason yeah. why in this predicament. But also, like, how did you get chosen for the diamond? Because you don't talk. You don't seem to have much personality. Maybe she was Mary. more lively in her youth. Yeah, before her husband died, probably she yeah. had to have been if she ran off with a. Day laborer. She must have been crazy. She must have been wild. A day laborer. She must have been wild. So it turns out Lady Mary was a diamond during her season. The same season Lady Featherington and we're assuming Lady Bridgerton and most of the tons mamas that the season they came out. Yeah. So she was expected to make a perfect match but things changed when she decided to run off to India with a man of lesser status. Mm. Um, her love. true love. Yeah. <laughs> True. The queen don't give a fuck about none of that. No, the queen puts a lot of stock in her diamonds. She believes that they are a reflection of her as a ruler. Okay, how long has queen been queen? Since she was a teenager? Mm -hmm. She's been queen a long time because she's not that much older than... Oh, wait, Lady Danbury and her, they're older than the Bridgerton and um, yeah. Featherington. I'm pretty Dang, sure. not that much older than Lady mm -hmm. Maybe like 10 years? Yeah, maybe 10. Okay, but the queen puts a lot of stock in her diamonds, so she believes that they're a reflection of her as a ruler. And now that Lady Whistledown is scrutinizing her even closer, her diamonds have zero room for error. 
Yeah, it's gonna be tough for the Sharmas this season. Tough. Um, usually, when the Bridgertons enter a room, they're immediately noticed. Um, well, this is even more true after Violet takes it upon herself to announce to all the mamas and newly presented lady that the Viscount is looking for his Viscountess. So funny. Violet's funny. She's, she's like, oh, did you intend to marry? And she he's said, like, don't talk about it. Be about it, Anthony. Said, what the fuck? You asking about my ring? And Do they something swarmed. About it. They, the, the ladies swarmed. It had its intended effect. Um, yeah. Violet is just like the epitome of a nosy ass mom. She's constantly <laughs> sticking her nose in her adult children's business. And I love it. I love it. Because your children are low-key unhinged. They're yeah. all they're all crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're all crazy. So you gotta keep an eye on them. <laughs> um, she believes she knows best, and while she may have dropped the ball with Daphne initially, she's a hundred percent in the right by staying on Anthony's like staying on him because he is unhinged and needs someone keeping an eye on him for real. Uh, the ball goes as most of these things do. Um, everyone is fawning over a Bridgerton, and the Featheringtons are being insufferable and conniving. I hate them. Um, now that Eloise has joined in on the fun, she's doing everything in her power to avoid actually finding a match. She's like hiding, ducking between. Yeah, yeah. I can't decide if I like Eloise or not. I don't. Like, on the one hand, I like that she wants like more for her life than marriage. I like that she's smart and yeah. she questions things. Yeah, I like that yeah. about her. But at the same time, like, read the fucking room. I think what irks me about her is that she's only afforded the freedom to act out like this because she's wealthy and has, like, one of the higher status families yes. in the town. Yep. Like, someone like Penelope or Marina from season one, like, they were not and have not been afforded the same liberties. Mm-hmm. It's just annoying because, like, she never acknowledges it either. Right. She's just like constantly griping about how her life should be, whatever she wants it to be, but like it could be whatever you want it to be. You don't have to do these things. And I think someone even said that to her in season one. Like you, yeah, don't, you don't like yeah. you don't have to marry like you you wouldn't have to marry. You'd be fine. Mm-hmm. So like stop complaining about it and do something about it then. If you want your life to be a certain way, then have it be a certain way. Yep. She can be a um what's they call it? Mr. Fister Fister? Spinster. Spinster. <laughs> That's from the 1920s, but... <laughs> she could be no, they said it. About, in, they said it. Oh, you know what I'm thinking about? What? A flapper. Oh. She could be a spinster like Kate. She could be a spinster like Because I'm like, Kate dang, they, they already spinster. calling her a spinster because they she's 26. They said she was elder. She said elderly. <laughs> they said, bitch, you're a matron. I'm like, dang, 26? Good. She's like, tw- uh, what is it? Six and twenty, mom. Six and twenty. And she was like, whoa, bitch, you old as fuck. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Yikes. Um, so Anthony is having a horrible time. None of these ladies are meeting his standards. None of them can dance. They can't hold conversation. He's really struggling to even do the polite thing and stay on the dance floor the entire dance. He's able to break away. And he spent some time with, like, some random friends, random guys. A lot of um, random guys kind of talking this season, yeah, huh? Yes. A lot of guys hanging around. Don't need it. <laughs> um, so Anthony is very quickly, or he very quickly and very loudly begins to go on about his list. Him and this fucking list. I know. Um, you know, he needs the woman he chooses to be of good stock. Like, she's fucking cattle. Like, Ridiculous. she's a fucking prized pig. Uh. And it just so happens... 
that Kate overhears him. A uh, lot of snooping around this season. Listen. A lot of unsupervised unsupervised garden walks. A and lot garden of time life. with just them two. I will say that very well can be because she's 6 of 20. Yeah, they like, old. They was like, let her do her. They said, she's she not even looking for a husband. No no man's going to want her. I, old as hell. They said, like, Jerry, old as me. He said, you ain't got a husband yet? What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, um, Kate overhears him. Um, but she followed him outside and hid him behind a bush so she can listen. Yeah, so she tries she, to act like, oh, I just happened to over. Bitch, I want, I've seen Bridgerton season two now four times. She watches him leave the hall, and she's like, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go see what he, what he on. Like, what? You followed him. Um, we fucking love Kate. Love Kate. We're going to put that out here now, because we might not always have the best things to say about her, but we love her. She's mm-hmm. a firecracker. She immediately calls Anthony out on his bullshit, ideas about marriage and women. She's like, I'm not trying to hear all that. She's like, I heard what you said. Um, and he, of course, uses the excuse that, like, no ladies were supposed to hear it, but, like, dude... You still think that way. It doesn't matter. Because you said it. Yeah. You said it. Um, I think he's probably more upset because he didn't want Kate to hear it. Exactly. He is, he's, this seems funny too because he's dumbstruck. He's like, I am in a pickle. <laughs> he's like, this bitch is mad at me and she's reading me for filth. Like, she's like, she dragged the fuck out of him. <laughs> so, she, she reads Anthony and he's literally dumbstruck after she storms off. He had no rebuttals to anything she said, and we loved every single moment of it. She really, um, like, left no room for him to speak. Yeah. She was like, you look dusty and you're ugly, too. She's like, and guess what? You're dumb. And then she just stormed <laughs> off. on her heel. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, so when watching it back, yeah, he was taken aback by her behavior, but he kind of liked it. Like yeah. a little smirk. Yeah. Uh, the confused glance back. Yeah, he loved it. He uh, ate it up. Men does... Yeah, they like they like when you're a little mean to them. Men like when you're a little mean yeah. to them. Yeah, that's true. Ask any man you know. They're going to be like, yeah, I like when she's a little mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after her running with Anthony, Kate immediately wants to leave the ball. She gathers Edwina and her mom and basically tells Lady Danbury she doesn't give a fuck what she wants. She They're leaving. Uh, and she's even rude to Violet. Yeah, she didn't that was that. out of yeah, pocket. Right. She's like, oh, I didn't mean to. Oh, I wanted to introduce you. She's like, hi, charmed. We're going. I'm like, I'm like, not Lady Bridgerton. Right. Minding her business, just trying to be polite. I don't think Lady Danbury is used to anyone standing up to her like that or like being rude like that mm-hmm. in her presence. It's not even about standing up. You're, you got no tact. You have no decorum. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can tell by Lady Danbury's demeanor. She's like, you're on one. Yeah. Like, you also, one. you can go and we can stay too. Right. Edwina's just like, we had such a great time. Thank you. Mm-mm. Lovely. Um, for someone who like went to Lady Danbury for help, you acting real ungrateful. Yeah, You're exactly. Because y'all staying with me, don't y'all forget. Right. I'm sponsoring y'all. Who buying all these dresses and stuff? Right. So, um, uh, it it also just really goes to show how ill prepared the Shermans were for life at um, on the ton. They lack some of the social skills and knowledge necessary. Not not Edwina. Edwina's not a Edwina. lady. Edwina's not a proper Edwina. lady. Um, and not that mom. She ain't gonna say jack squat. Kate, the only one that don't know how to fucking hold her tongue. Kate don't know nothing. So, <laughs> so, 
So the first ball of the season went horribly as it possibly could have gone. Um, Anthony and the Sharmas both had a rough go at it. The queen was unable to identify a single contender to the season's diamond. Also, I was kind of surprised. I kind of liked that they let us wait for the diamond. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, it wasn't at the thing. It yeah. wasn't at this ball. Mm-hmm. When is it going to come? Then I started getting doubts. Like, is I was it even going to be Edwina? I was shocked. I feel like, I don't talk, we'll talk about it later, but I was, mm-hmm. I know the premise of the show, but I did not expect her to pick Edwina. I don't know. Yeah, I, no, no, no. It You're right. No I did not think it was I thought it doing I thought that was just part of the line and then somebody else was going to be the diamond and then that was going to be another side story maybe yeah I knew it wasn't going to be Eloise no. and I knew I got was, scared for a minute when she started laughing at Eloise's joke at the second ball I was like don't make Eloise the diamond and I'm like if she did do it it would have been out of malicious like out of like malicious intent yes like to make I don't know, to make her more uncomfortable or payback oh, for her. Because, you know, she's not too stuff. happy with... Because uh, she didn't do what she was she supposed to do. Because she didn't do what she was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You're talking all this stuff about Lady Whistledown, but you don't know who it is. Can't catch her. So, um, I did not... I, too, did not expect it to be yeah, Edwina. I, I thought it would be too much of an easy I thought choice. she was too easily swayed yeah. to choose her. Yeah. Um, also, because Eloise is unable to have a conversation with a man for more than five minutes before calling him a dick. She spends the entire night glued to Penelope's side, which prevents her from getting her much-needed gossip for her whistle-down paper. Penelope's like, Jesus fucking Christ. She's like, can you you do something? We got nothing to do. Um, So back at Lady Danbury's house, she decides to confront Kate not only for her badass attitude, but also the real reason her family has returned to the Tan 20 years later. Yes. Turns out Lady Mary was cast out by her family for marrying someone of a lesser status. Um, Kate reached out to the Sheffields, who are Lady um, Mary's parents and Edwina's grandparents, to beg them to take Edwina and Lady Mary back into their financial protection. Not Kate, because Kate is, Kate is the daughter of... Sheffield. No, the daughter Sorry, of Sharma. Sharma. Yeah, Sharma, the, the Sharma. man Lady Mary married. Yeah. Yes, so in exchange, the Sheffields ordered Kate to ensure Edwina marries someone of British royalty. There's literally so much wrong with this. Uh-huh. Ignoring the racist-ass undertones of that, like... Which we're going to ignore it because Shonda has made the decision to ignore race altogether mm-hmm. in the Bridgerton verse. No. Well, Which is her right. I was about to say, if, she, if we wanted a, a diverse cast... She's like, race can't exist in Regency London. So I, we're going to ignore the racist she undertones. Did, she, did, she said... There, it was alluded to at season, season one, one and that said, once. And then that was it. I don't. I'm not watching it if the whole thing is gonna be fighting the good fight. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, I was say, I, I want, want an escape. I want, I want an escape. I, it's a, it's one million shows I, I can choose from. I don't want us having to tussle. <laughs> I don't want us having to fucking fight. I'm tired. I want escapism. Shonda's tired. Shonda says you ain't gotta worry about it. Guess what? <laughs> Asians marrying black people. Uh, white people having black babies. It don't matter. <laughs> the queen black. She said fuck it. Um. So. We're going to ignore that. The Sheffields are essentially forcing Edwina to marry in order for them not to live in poverty. Which is, they should that is your family. Because, right. Yes. That is your family. Mm-hmm. 
whether your daughter married someone you didn't agree with or not, y'all, that's your granddaughter and your daughter. You let them live in like in squalor. Yeah. Because they didn't marry how you wanted to marry. That's crazy to me. The Sharmas have no money left. Um, Kate even mentions like we used less of our money to even get here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Edwina marrying an English nobleman is their only chance at survival at this point. Uh, and Kate, in true big sister fashion, has decided to keep this bit of information away from her sister. She is just like, oh, we're going to take you to London to find a match. Mm-hmm. But hasn't told her the real reason why it's so important for her to find a match. I am conflicted on this. Do I think she should have been truthful for with her sister? Yes. This was 20 years old. She could have handled she it. She could have handled it. But also, I do agree with Kate. Like, she would have just married the first person that yes. came Oh, she would have. Yeah. She would have been like, I got to do this for my family. And she wanted what was best for Edwina. So she has her best interest in mind. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know. I think it probably would have stopped Or it would have been of... like, hey, remember... This is all riding on you, but, but, please try to find a love match. That's how I would have done it. Yeah. That's how I would have yeah. done it. And it would be like, okay, okay. Yeah, and uh, we know what it would have been like, oh, the first guy who looks at me. Because what if one doesn't come after? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, while the Bridgerton verse has chosen to ignore real life race relations, there are moments where it peeks through. During Kate and Lady's Danbury conversation, Kate talked about how she worked with Edwina twice as hard to make her twice as good as those around her. How she would gladly put up with the oddities of English high society to ensure Edwina and her mother are taken care of. Um, This moment in the episode is reminiscent of conversations many black and brown people have had. How many of us feel about navigating the world as others in order to make a name for ourselves or simply ensure our survival. I think that's what I like about Bridgerton is like they still the, talk about exactly the 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 black people the brown the non-white people do not have to deal with overt racism, mm-hmm. but she's still commentating on white supremacy mm-hmm. in the show. Yes, without having to put the non-white people through stress and strife. <laughs> Shonda, a genius. A genius. Because, <laughs> yeah, they, Edwina knows three languages. Yeah. She Learned. can dance. And she's, they, they did not, they said she knows natural dance. She's a naturally good dancer. Yes, I didn't take no lessons. When she's talking about the instruments, she's like, bitch, you know the Indian instruments and, and the pianoforte. What you want? Yeah. What do, what do you want? I'm like, because she's naturally good at it. The like. Fuck? The first thing I thought about, like, how black people are naturally good at, give my boys a match. She said, we'll show you gymnastics. Listen, she said, put her up against any of these pianoforte bitches. <laughs> She's going to play the sitar and the pianoforte at the same time. <laughs> the fuck? She know, th- like, stop. Anthony, when he's interviewing one of the girls, she, like, lists off the languages she knows. She's like, I know Latin and French. He's like, what about your Greek? And Edwina knows Greek. She just is fucking smart. She's just a smart bitch. She's just a smart bitch. She and deserved like read, the diamond. She deserved yep, to be the diamond. She deserved it, yeah. Um, um, we luckily get two balls in this episode because the first one was a disaster. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they have a chance to make it right. Um, this one is hosted by the queen herself. And it's a diamond themed, obviously. Man, 
diamonds dripping from the ceiling. It was love crazy. It, love it. Um, as each of the ladies and their families enter, they greet the queen, who is again very, very bored. I, <laughs> at this point, I'd be like offended. Like, why are you holding these balls if you don't want us to be around? Why are you coming? Um, she's stressed about finding a diamond due to Lady Whistledown's threat to name one herself. Mm-hmm. Lady Whistledown's like, I'll take matters into my own hands. Oh no! Penelope's trying to shake the fucking table. She's really trying to stir some shit up this season. But she's also trying to act like she's not stressed about it. Remember, it's all about appearances in the ton. Uh, Queen Charlotte is greeted by the Sharmas and Lady D, which is awkward all over again. The Queen is obviously still annoyed that Lady Mary is making, you know her look bad by running off after being after naming her the season's diamond yeah she's pissed about that one yeah we wouldn't be surprised if lady d and lady m are starting to worry if it'll impact edwina's prospect before things can get too awkward lady danbury sends the sharmas away um and begins to put her and kate's plans to get edwina the best match into action she actually tries to convince the queen to make edwina the diamond in order to shake things things up um I feel like Queen Charlotte was like really gullible here. I don't, I don't know. It was weird. I get that she trusts Lady Danbury, but I also feel like why would you so quickly make this decision to make it Weena the Diamond when you literally know nothing about her? Yeah. The only thing you do know is that her mother said, fuck noble life. She was really gambling with that. I'm about huh? to sleep with a trade <laughs> Like, Like that's the only thing you do know about this young woman's history right she they didn't name off her accolades did they exactly she knows nothing about edwina except that she's pretty she is very 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 pretty and very dainty i was watching her that first dance i'm like she is so precious like a little fairy yeah fairy (laughs) oh my god here's me clump 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 i'd be like one two three four one i would (laughs) i'd be the eloise in this situation i'm stepping on people's toes one turn down three. Their dances are complicated. Listen, we'll talk more about it in our history oh lesson, God. but they love the partner dance. <laughs> they love the partner dance. Too many moves, and it's like, oh, shoot, the two step on. You're not even do, dancing do, 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 with just do, do, do. your partner. I know. Then you're, you're dancing switching. with the other four men around you. Who am I dancing with again? Who am I trying to get to know? Who am I trying to get to know? I forgot. Um, but she has to choose a diamond, so her hands are pretty tied. Uh, literally none of the other ladies have caught her eye that is besides Eloise. Um, we don't know what it is about Eloise, but the queen really likes her. Uh, as she greets the queen, she literally talks stuff about the diamond theme, explaining that she prefers emeralds. Her mother literally wants to like evaporate into the air. She's it's like, ridiculous. why would you say that? It's ridiculous. Um, first of all, we have never seen you wear an emerald, Eloise. So she really just be talking. Yes, she, she really does. just be talking. Um, but luckily, emeralds happen to be one of the queen's favorite jewels, so it ends up working in her favor. She makes the queen like literally belly laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone in the ball who sees this interaction is confused as to how weird ass Eloise is getting along so well with the queen. They're jealous. Good. Cressida, Eloise needed that moment. Cressida's like, Ugh. long neck. That's one looking at Cressida about to be an elder. She's been at too many balls. Cressida getting up there. <laughs> and of course, Krusty Cressida has to come over after seeing um, seeing that and try to befriend her. And it was giving Malfoy. You know, when they first met at Hogwarts. Yeah, what did he thing. say? He's like, you'll find that some wizarding families are better than others. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to stick beside her. He said, get your fucking... <laughs> Who did your hair? <laughs> he looked 
mean. Like he right. looked like he was the wrong crowd to be around. Cressida gives those same vibes. She yep. gives Malfoy vibes. That's some blonde hair. Hell yeah, can't trust them. You got bleach blonde hair, villain. That's a box dye <laughs> in 1800. Cressida is constantly trying to attach herself to like wealthy and well-loved families in the time. And they rich. That's the problem. Y'all rich. Cressida, Cressida rich. Cressida doesn't have to act the way she does. No. She chooses to act that way. That's and why I kinda, never will, I'll never like her. And also, why can't she find a man? It is so many men. Because she was trying real hard to get Prince uh She almost Friedrich. got She would have probably had him had uh I don't know. Dad, he probably would have been like, I'm going back home. He was barely if He just was hanging uh, out with me. Prince nice. Friedrich might be coming back next season. Hopefully. Need it! <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, what's, his name? what's his name in Harry Potter? Uh, what's his name? Conrad. What's his name? Uh, Conrad. What's his name? <laughs> well, you think about that. Okay, so. um, Where do we leave off here? So. Uh oh, she's constantly trying to attach herself. Yeah, yeah, she's annoying and rude. And then Cressida called Pen an uh, insipid wallflower. <laughs> like Pen has literally never done anything literally to her. Has never, done never talked to her. Now Pen was like, "Great, now you're on my list." She said, "You made my list." So she's like, "You you going down?" <laughs> and this is the second time Cressida has Cormac. Cormac McClagan. Oh, that was we, could, we could barely move on. With I couldn't think. My brain was not. <laughs> I'm like, where am I at? I could not even process. My mind is like, Harry Potter. Okay, oh okay. Like trying I'm to like, fast forward through. In my mind, I know it's not supposed to see. Um. Anyway, it's not long before the Queen makes her announcement of the season's diamond. Finally. Um, to most people's surprise, she chooses Edwina, who is relatively unknown. Um, but sometimes that works in people's favor. Right. New girl in town. Um, it actually doesn't matter if she's well known or not. The second the Queen Charlotte makes her announcement, the men start closing in on her like a pack of lionesses in the middle of the hunt. It actually is so funny to watch. <laughs> like the Queen hasn't stopped talking and they're already making their way like circling her i'm like this is crazy literally um and one of those men is anthony he was a hundred percent serious about marrying a diamond of the season it doesn't matter who she is nope or what she feels he doesn't even know this woman nope just that she's the diamond he luckily in um is the wealthiest and most popular of the men closing in on edwina so he is immediately greeted by the queen who gives Edwina the go-ahead to have her first dance happen with the Viscount. Mm. I'm sorry, those other men. They were, they didn't even get a chance to talk. Nope. The queen was like, that one. <laughs> go ahead, girl. Um, Edwina, honestly, she's a good she, fit yeah, she's for a, Anthony. Yep, yep. Um, she answers all his questions perfectly. Um, and she even admires his conviction and confidence because he's like, my line of questioning isn't bothering you. She's like, I love a man who knows what he wants. She's like, we're, we're gonna, she's like, we'd make a great team. The fuck? Um, and also they're dancing flawlessly together. Yep. From the outside looking in, they're the perfect match. Like you would think <sighs> it's love at first sight. They are a good match. They're both very attractive and they both 
She's a lady. They make he's a, a good gentleman. team. He's a they gentleman. They make a good team. They make a good team. Like, and they would have eventually. Okay. They would have eventually fell in love. Yeah, like, they would have. Kate wasn't around. They could have made that marriage. Yeah, work. they could. He could have fallen in love with her. Yep. Had he not been distracted by her sister. Yep. Which is why this became problematic when we were watching this because we're the whole. Edwina didn't deserve this. I well, I thought. Well, just our thoughts going into episode one, season two. Like, mm, our thoughts yes. going in, I assumed that they were not going to be happy and... Oh, yeah. We thought that they weren't going to like each other. And we be thought forced. they were going to court a little bit. Yeah. They weren't going to like each other. And then that's okay. So then it would op- open a clear gap for right. Kate to come mm-hmm. in and take over. That would have caused a lot less strife, that's- Shonda. Because you almost tore a family apart. I was stressed. This is why it was so hard for me to like the season my first watch. Because I was like, all this unnecessary drama. But Kate's not having none of that. Mm-mm. She watches them. And she's, she knows her sister deserves a high-ranking match and love. Um, and she's positive Anthony will not be able to give her that. Based on what he has said from his own mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so she whisks Edwina off and informs her that she will not speak to Anthony again. She's like, you will not go near that man. <laughs> She's like, that one you can't have. She said, any other man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now that we know Kate, um, she thinks she has Edwina's best interest in mind. But yeah. her feelings for Anthony, acknowledged or otherwise, are obviously playing a role in her desire to keep Edwina away from him. But either way, none of that matters to Anthony. He informs Mama Bridgerton that he will be marrying Edwina. Gotta love a man that knows exactly what he wants. Even if he it's... Said, that'll be my wife. I know. Even if he only thinks that's what... You know, that's what he wants and actually wants more aggressive and less amiable older sister i'm telling you men like when you're a little mean to them mm-hmm. little um, challenge they like a challenge that's what it boils <laughs> down to despite pushing the pushing the queen to name her diamond the second queen charlotte does lady whistle down is like who even gives a fuck about naming the diamond <laughs> after <laughs> lady whistle down sat up there and said yes. i'm gonna name a diamond if yes. you don't name a diamond um the gossiping author completely flips the script Stating that the season's diamond will have to be more than just a pretty face. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I think that really highlights the overarching theme of the season. Just looking and saying the right thing on the outside isn't going to be enough this season. The characters are going to have to like really dig deep to figure out what they want, what life they want to live, and like who they want to be. Exactly. It's not going to be enough to just make it look good on the outside, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. <laughs> Um, also, the nude, the new Lord Featherington is finally here. Um, the ladies thought it was going to be some ugly old man because of the way they phrased it. It was like, oh, the new Lord, and oh, you associate yeah. that with old. I think they were expecting Jack's dad. Dad, yeah. yeah. They know he died. See, you don't be knowing nothing about your family. And you, if you, you don't be right, letter, letter. might get lost at sea. Right. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and then they'll be like, oh, he's dead. Let's mourn. Like they doing post by a horse carriage. <laughs> 
What if it blows in a wind? Listen, like, there's so many things so many that can factors happen. that can keep you from getting your. You gotta mail. like send nine of the same not letter the on fucking, different days. Not the courier dying on the way. Don't even know. That's <laughs> that's what I say. You gotta send write the letter four times. Send it four different days, Listen. a week apart, so you can get four different letter people. That's what I would do. And get so you gotta rewrite letter. everything because they don't. They barely had printers. There's your date. That's your date right there. <laughs> so um, the new Lord Featherington is here. Um, turns out to be a way younger, cuter cousin Jack. My dream is to be in Bridgerton for one season and then get like killed off or like done. I'm just great. Probably good. Right. Uh, honestly, we don't really care what happens to the Featheringtons, but it'll be slightly interesting to dig in how this new addition to the family will really shake things up. Yeah. Um, he seems to already be, be taken over with confidence. He paid. He already paid uh, Philippa's dowry. He's looking over the books. He moved off. Wait, he paid Philippa's dowry by just giving them a ruby. He just he he <laughs> said, "Here you go, one one ruby. One ruby. That should be enough." They're like, "Thank you." It's like I, I guess. <laughs> I'm not sure the the, the exchange. The, the freaking <laughs> right. He's like, "I guess I'll take this because I don't know much about." I got it. nothing else, so <laughs> this is better than nothing. And then he's looking over the books, and he moved all his stuff into Lady. Lady Featherington's now former bedroom. While they were out, he said, I moved all your shit to the other smaller room. <laughs> By the way, I'm the Lord. So Jeez. Hi. Talk about <laughs> making an entry. Right. So, okay. yeah. That was our episode. That's a episode. good one. Hour and 12 minutes, I believe it yeah. was. Hour yeah. 10, I think. Hour 10? Change. Yeah. Which, when we were watching it the first time, I'm like, damn, how long did I this? thought it was... Every episode we watched, I thought it was two. I'm yeah, like, they were so long. What, what is the timing? And I think episodes? it really was just because I wanted them to get together. Cause I, I was like, okay, we're getting to the end, and they haven't had any time to spend together. I'm like, like Daphne and, and Simon had so many episodes. They were together. We're being married by four. Right. They didn't get then together. We, we didn't get the wedding. Seven. We got a whole pointless ass wedding that didn't even happen, and we didn't get the real wedding that mattered. <laughs> That's sick. That's sick. I'm like, maybe they'll do some flashbacks next I'm season. I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping because that's sickening. So the theme for today's episode is pressure like a tick, tick, tick. Surface <laughs> pressure. Surface pressure. Shout out Lenny. <laughs> well, you know we always got to tie in I mean, Lin-Manuel. If it ain't Hamilton, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, we'll be tying in Hamilton oh, this season. 100%. Because, uh, Yeah. It, Parallels. Just knows, I was, you know, I, you, I, you know, I was waiting on the duel when she had that dual hat on. Yeah. I'm like, oh, who's she about to shoot? Yeah, looks like she's shooting a video. There's some definite parallels between this season of Bridgerton and uh, a certain love triangle and the hit uh, musical Hamilton. So we'll be talking about yes. that. So literally, everyone in this episode is putting on a show. And it's all because of the enormous pressure put on them by either their families or the ton or themselves. The Featheringtons are hiding their fall into destitution by using the death of Lord Featherington as a shield. Um, from the outside looking in, they appear to just be four ladies mourning the death of their father and husband. Um, while in reality, they're just trying to put off like, you know, Philippa's dowry and like they can't pay the modiste mm -hmm. and like they won't have new dresses and they can't afford anything but potatoes. So they're using the mourning period as a way to sort of shield them from that pressure. Yep. 
Um, then we have Anthony, obviously. Oh my God, that boy, he be going through it. <laughs> um, he's feeling the pressure of his familial ob- obligations to find the perfect wife. Um, but he too is only interested in fulfilling these obligations on the surface. He has decided to set aside his desires to find the, the match that will look the best from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Eloise and Penn who are struggling to reconcile their own desires with who they are expected to be. Both these ladies handle these pressures from their families and the ton differently. Eloise by outward defiance and Penn through secretly, you know, tearing the ton apart from the inside through her Lady Whistledown column. Um, speaking of Lady Whistledown, the queen is dealing with her own level of pressure. Mm-hmm. She's um, She is continuing, as she did in season one, to hide the mental instability uh, of her husband, the king, acting as if everything is normal in public. On top of that, she has Lady Whistledown continually, continually calling her out, forcing her to walk the tightrope of addressing Lady Whistledown's challenges while also appearing uncaring about what she says. Yes. And finally, we have the Sharmas. Not only do they have to deal with the awkwardness of returning to high society after Lady Mary's dubious departure, Mm -hmm. but Kate and Edwina, although she doesn't know it, are solely responsible for the success and survival of their family. Yep. A lot of pressure. Yep. Um, And I feel like most of these people are coping with it by making sure everything just looks good on the outside. Yep. Making sure everything's going well on the outside, which... Leads to them acting. That's probably why they act so crazy. Mm-hmm. You got Anthony sniffing people, looking Every- like he about to attack bitches in the fucking street. <laughs> like, just speak your Everybody heart. Everybody is about to burst. Live your truth. <laughs> That's what we need these people to do is live, live their truth. Live your truth, yes. Um, now it's time to share our favorite scene. And I, we have the same scene. Oh. Yes. <laughs> um, so I said that my favorite part is the dance between Edwina and Anthony. Even though I... Oh, no, that's not my favorite. Oh, that's my favorite. Um, I just thought Edwina was so cute and dainty. She is. Uh, She is literally gorgeous. She definitely deserved the title of Diamond for this season. Um, I mean, beauty aside, she just is, like, very accomplished. And she, I don't know, she just, I love her. I just think she's so cute. Um, She is just so composed and calm. I just can't help but love her. I know. Even though so I didn't cute. want her to end up with Anthony, I was like, I wouldn't but be mad if like you did. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad if you did, you know? Um, my favorite part was her being named Diamond of the Season. Mm. I think that just was like the icing on the cake for everything. Like, yeah. She looked beautiful in that She looked too. beautiful. It was a meaningful moment. It was probably a good moment for Mary because she's like, oh, my daughter's following Redemption. Me. Yep. My, and I, we, they said we couldn't come back here and show our face, and we sure Charlotte's bitch, and we did it. And Kate got it done, and they, she worked twice as hard, and it all paid off. So yes. it was a good moment for the Sharmas. Um, so each episode, we're going to share our choice for incomparable. Um, this character is one who impressed us the most overall, or overall stole the show. Um, this episode's incomparable is. No surprises, Edwina. Yeah. Just this season one was Daphne. We couldn't give it to anyone else. Yeah. Um, Usually the diamond, because they deserve it. Yeah, she's the queen's diamond, and she's our diamond. Yep. She is... uh, Anthony always like, I'm a gentleman. Edwina's a lady. Yep, she's just great. She was made for this, and she is thriving. Mm -hmm. Despite what Kate's saying, 
if Kate wasn't there, Edwina would be thriving. Yep. Yeah, so each episode we're going to talk a little bit about what life was like in 19th century London, just like last season. Um, so top off your drinks and get ready for a little chat about popular dances during the Regency era. Fun. Um, there are quite a few dances mentioned multiple times in the first episode. Um, Kate has taken it upon herself to teach her sister Edwina the waltz, the quadrille, and another one we can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, these dances are very pop. These, they were very popular during the early 1800s, mm -hmm. um, as were some others. The Regency era, era was big on the partner dance, and we get no shortage of them in season one and season two. Mm -hmm. They really stepped it's like it up. This a season. modern day line dance. Yeah. If you've ever, I when I was in uh, student teaching in Tulsa, mm -hmm. Oklahoma. My friend took me to a line dancing bar, I was, and she was like, let's go do it. I'm like, girl, I don't know these fucking dances. How am I supposed to learn them? These yeah. fucking cowboys were going like that. That like, was actually a TikTok. This guy, they got dressed up and went to line People dancing. were smoking cigarettes at the bar. <laughs> I'm like, they different down here. Toy, Oklahoma, I don't put it past them. Right. Um, quite a few of the popular 19th century dances in London came from France. By the 1760s, the cotillion... Um, which is mentioned several times through Bridgerton, was particularly popular. Uh, and what we're not going to do is like go into the mechanics of any of these dances. So you put your right foot Because I was reading them, and bitch, I can't tell you how to do those dances. Nah. Y'all can nah. look it up. Watch it on Bridgerton. <laughs> uh, so by the 1790s, the real, which I don't think we see in mm -hmm. Bridgerton, mm -hmm. based on what I read the real looks like, I don't fucking know. Um, so it had become popular in London. It also started in London. Um, but like I said, I don't think we see or hear much about that one in this season. Um, so by, yeah. but by the 1800s, the waltz was introduced. That's like the popular one. This I is the dance. Like. Yeah, this is the one that's most uh, most commonly discussed um, in life, like with regular people like us. Yeah. And also Bridgerton alongside the quadrille, which is a variation of the cotillion adopted by the 1810s, where our show takes place. So they talk about the quadrille a lot in yeah. Bridgerton. So that it sounds like, like something with four people, one. though. It, that is the one where they're like all, it's Switching. like four, it's too much. So at All the, that hopping around. Yeah. Jesus. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, that's not to mention, um, there was also something just called the in English country dance, mm. um, which 10 years later, so like after the 1810s, which is our Bridgerton time line, um, the English country dance sort of fell out of favor with the English elite. They thought it was like too country. Yeah, they thought it was too country. Um, but, so they, they replaced it with more formal dances like the waltz and the quadro. Okay. But, um, we do get to see an English country dance during the Bridgerton Ball when they are all alone in their house. Oh, the, that's what Anthony yeah. says. He's like a, a, an English country dance or something like that. And that's what they do. And you could tell it is a little it less is, formal. It's a lot more jumping around. It's twirling. a lot more family-ish dance. Yep. Like, yeah. Because you wouldn't I do that with like someone you're trying to impress. Maybe, maybe the last dance Simon and Daphne do is a country dance. That last that, dance. A lot hopping. It was when, some hopping. That dance was intimate though, wasn't it? Remember they had to do the thing where they put no the, Simon and Daphne, not. Anthony oh, and, Simon and Daphne. Yeah, season I one was finale. Like, no, that I one was, was like, sensual. I was like, that's 
the last dance, the last dance of this season is sensual. I'm like, how yeah, that, was, that y'all probably was fuck a up the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> like for people they who are said, like, you I can't wanna make love in this listen, club. <laughs> for people who are like, you can't be looking at a man without a chaperone. That, that dance was sensual. Yeah, it was. It doesn't make any sense. So that's our show for today. That's it. So we are so excited to be back talking Bridgerton and it getting feels good. Up. And it feels we started good. with such a good drink. I'm feeling real I know. good about this We are season. feeling positive <laughs> about the rest of the drinks for the season. So be sure to tune in next Thirsty Thursday for more Bridgerton hot takes and delicious cocktails. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify Podcasts. Um, remember to subscribe and rate us five Diamonds? Yeah. Because we're the diamonds, diamonds of the motherfucking face, I bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>